0: Check 197, check 198, check 5, check 6. Maverick Matthews. Some mouse run across the floor. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this could be like an impromptu poem opening. A mouse runs across the floor on my carpet, and I don't. And then he's probably hungry too. Because he's only got $20 in his dang checking account. He's. He doesn't even have a stinking account. He's a little turkey. He's sneaking in and out of people's science labs. Let's be honest, there are a lot of mice in here. If this is your first uh, podcast, Podcast. podcast,
1: welcome.
0: I guess, welcome to the avant garde, suckers. See if it's all time. Oh, we on time. Motherfuckers! Hello! My name is Maverick Matthews. This is Pepper for Your Steak. It's been a long moment. I'm in the science lab. Where are you? Obviously, we have the windows open. This was recorded uh, on the week uh, of October 9th to 13th. Where we're going to release it on the at midnight on the 12th. My name is Maverick Matthews, and this is Pepper for Your Steak. This is the Friday 13th edition. Do a little history about why that date is peculiar, and you might wonder why we met in a cornfield. Strange happenings are all around this month. The month of the hallowed eve. Coincidence? I think not. So you better get a little scared. Because I am. Because I have no idea where this conversation is going. That's not true. I have a plan. Relax. (laughs) Relax. We're back. It's Pepper for your steak. You gotta warm me up with something. Are you ready? What if I warm you up with some secret mysteries? Some sacred, sorry, some sacred, some sacred history. Secret, m- cursory very good, sacred history, okay? You gotta know stuff. You gotta know stuff indeed. Before you know the secret mysteries, you have to know the sacred histories. You gotta know stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: Before you know the secret mysteries, you have to know the sacred histories. Okay, so here's a little sacred history. I want you to spend some time investigating the Knights Templar because we're going to have a little episode in the future about who and what they were and more importantly, what what they meant. Understand this. I, I alluded to this in the very beginning. People have been sequestering knowledge since knowledge was a thing. Ever since someone learned that 1 plus 1 equaled 2, it was in their advantage to not share that with Joey next door. Because if you share that with Joey next door, he's on the same playing field as you. And if you study the world historically, you will notice that the way human beings act, the way all animals act, is to guard their resources. And our biggest resource as a human monkey is knowledge. It's funny and ironic that everyone knows this, but very few people actually grasp the depth of this reality. If you know how to maneuver within the financial world, you can become rich. You have to learn how to maneuver there. If you know how to maneuver in the social world, you can attain its peak and that celebrity. If you know how to maneuver a vehicle, then you can become a race car driver. If you know how to maneuver in the bounds of a marriage, then you can steal people's fortunes. If you know how to maneuver underwater. You're a stupid, stupid monkey pretending that you know how to maneuver. We Alright, now I'm on a serious tangent. Back to Halloween, back to October 13th. Back to Friday the 13th in general. Back to the pepper. Oh, you son. That was my alarm telling me that it's 2 a.m. and it's time to quit and post, and I've barely gotten started. I wish you could see on a meter the level of sacrifice I make for you guys and gals. For you people. You people. You human monkeys. Okay, we're talking about the Knights Templar. Trying to keep it light and interesting. We're gonna remember that we're meeting in the woods at a crossroads, which is where the witches meet, deep in the cover of night on an auspicious date. Friday the thirteenth is an auspicious date. It may not be one with positive connotation, but it is cer- certainly one that everyone knows. Friday the thirteenth. There's a lot of rumors. If you do your due diligence and figure out where that. Suspicion came from. I am obsessed with understanding this world. I hope you are too. We're going to explore it together. That's really what this whole thing is about. It's about understanding what we're doing here. What are we doing here? What is this thing that we're all stuck in? <laughs> aside from being really crazy and weird, a lot of people spend their entire lifetimes... Granted, I have spent over a decade reeling from the open-hand slap that the death of my father in front of me was in existence, in my reality. Just grasping that, just internalizing that sent me In a psychological spiral, the depth of which I can barely begin to articulate now. I barely grasp it. I'm almost 40. That happened when I was 10. It's almost three decades. Now, those are my own personal demons. Imagine I was born into a seriously, deeply powerful class of people. An aristocracy. People who had access to all the knowledge of the day. There was no internet Knowledge is flimsy. Knowledge is written down by people who have the ability to write things down because they're powerful, and they became powerful because they had knowledge. There's a balancing factor there. Do you understand that? There's a balancing factor between your ability to articulate reality and your ability to contain the wisdom which you are articulating. I know that sounds far-fetched and insane but long ago before you could just speak before you could just imagine, before those things were even understood when language was primitive, when our brains were slower, when we didn't have enough protein or fats to really support our nutrition We didn't have a lot of things. Now we have everything. We have everything. Do you get that? You have no excuses. If you are of sound body and mind, you have no excuse regardless of your place of origin. It might be difficult or hard. You may not make it. Let's be honest. This world is chaotic. The spirit of darkness infuses chaos and in everything. We started talking about the Knights Templar. Now, I've already broken it down to light and dark. Maybe dark is light. Maybe light is dark. It's true. It all depends on your perspective. Halloween, as we know it, exists as a silly day for, for us to have a bit of cathartic release. All of our holidays have become some homogenized potentiality for, homo- for, for cathartic, cathartic release. I'm mumbling like a motherfucker, I'm sorry. It's been a long night. It's no excuse, you son of a bitch. You've come before us publicly. I demand you are impressive. Very well. Very well. I wish you could have seen the previous incarnations of this podcast. I think about them when I speak to you. I said this before. Maybe I'll try it this way. Alright, let's get back on track here. October 13th has a reputation for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. But I know the rumors as to what that reason is. And when you really start filtering things down, when you really start going through it, you come up with one particular date. And that's October 13th, 1307. That's 710 years to the day to today. Perhaps it's hard to grasp the gravity of that significance. It's hard to grasp most, most things that are large. What you really have to understand, though, and if you're going to go do your due diligence and and research this on your own, just realize that in France, there was some dude named King Philip, and there was a group of people named the Knights Templar. And these people had a quest. They dedicated their lives to a quest. It was the preservation of a kind of knowledge. You really do your due diligence. You really start digging. You're going to realize that since the dawn of time, people have learned things, and a component or a portion of that knowledge has been reserved for special people. You don't believe me? How do you think you get knowledge in America nowadays? You have to pay money. And yeah, that system's become convoluted, but the way it used to work was, if you were able to pass the tests, you could go to a college, and then they would present you with special knowledge. If you think these mystery schools or these Illuminati or any of these realms or levels of the sacred or nonsense, you're not paying attention. They're not just real. They're how we've always done things as monkeys. You're only initiated or presented the secret or upper-level material if you can prove yourself worthy. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes, that's all true. But we've been here a while. Human beings have been doing this for a minute. Just think about that. You don't think we've amassed a collection of secrets that we only share with the best and brightest, the ones who can pass the hardest of tests? Isn't that what heroes are? Isn't that why we worship the cream of our societies because we're bestowing upon them the crown with which they have to run forward? We've even come up with a system of beliefs that moves this into the afterlife. It's called reincarnation. And the idea is that you'll take the most deep, sacred component of that knowledge and continue to take it forward. I think, and this is just my silly sideways whack job theory, that cultural consciousness as Jung defined it. Carl Jung, one of the fathers of modern psychology or the science of the brain and the way the mind works, He talked about a collective unconsciousness, a universal mind, the idea that we're all somehow tapping into the same brain. It's true. It's how ideas are spread simultaneously, and it's also how we spread ideas so quickly. We're all basically on the same page, if you're of sound mind and sound body. What does that mean? That means if you got lucky enough to be born close to the center of the spectrum. Most of us are born close to the center of the spectrum. And then there's some crazy outliers. Actually, I'm an outlier in the sense that I... Many of the components that I find the strongest in my own makeup are contrary to what would behoove me to have in society. That's neither here nor there. And I'm not tweaking my own computer here. I'm just saying. If I'm an outlier and Elon Musk is an outlier, then there has to be people like Wolverine. I'm not talking about people that the military grabbed and was testing on and somehow they turned out amazing. And that that probably exists too. All permutations that you can imagine are likely to happen at some time. What an opening rant indeed. Okay, we're going to talk about October 13th. I'm going to get to that, and then we're going to check the levels. This is too much too soon. It's too late. It's too windy. Is he ever going to turn that off? I don't know. On October 13th, 1307, King Philip of France rounded up all the Knights Templar. These people who were perceived originally to be a very special secret society and then over time, over hundreds of years, they became commonplace and their numbers grew so large. This is the infinite growth paradigm. This is not capitalism. This is not what americans invented this is what nature does this is how bacteria and viruses and moss and mold they all follow the infinite growth paradigm until they reach an apex and then they die back capitalism if anything is just a mimic of nature and that's why it's actually a reasonable plan everything we do should mimic nature because that way we'll be able to predict it how do you predict it you just fucking observe nature When you understand the way broadly, you can see it in all things, quote, end quote. Thanks, Joe. On Friday the 13th, King Philip rounded up what some accounts say was thousands, other accounts say were tens or hundreds. History's crazy when you're talking about 710 years ago to the day. He rounded them up and began torturing them. And they admitted all the crazy shit they were up to. And a lot of them admitted to worshipping Baphomet. That's a different podcast. He wasn't who you think he was. He was the incarnation of the will of man on this material plane. Because there's a material plane, there's a spiritual plane, and then there's the imagination of God. But just know that one of the potentialities for the origins of Friday the 13th or because a king in France rounded up a lot of people who had one common belief and started torturing the fuck out of them. We know that they were tortured obscenely because one of the Knights of Templar testified later in court and won his innocence, quote unquote, after showing the jury the charred bones of his feet that somehow he had collected. Now, these stories are just crazy, they're insane. How can we even begin to indulge the idea of a man having his feet burned off, confessing to crazy things, and then convincing the court of his innocence later while his feet are missing and he's showing them his bones? What kind of fucking reality was this? Read some history books. It'll scare the fuck out of you. I suppose that is the purpose of tonight. That is the purpose of our exchange here, is that is the month that is very hallowed. There were great things afoot. So we should check the levels soon. We should get into this. We should make it real. This is Pepper for Your Steak. Friday, October 13th, 2017. 710 years to the day. France has their own problems now with religious zealots. They're not the king of France anymore. They're invaders. Everything's destabilized, and people act like this is the first time this has ever happened. There's been insanity happening for religious reasons since we started to think. And the reason is that we need a purpose. When I say we, I mean the collective we, these silly human monkeys. We need a collective purpose so badly that when we find one and buy into it as a group, we're willing to kill others to save it, even though it might be total horse shit. And I don't think it is, and I think there are definitely tricks to surviving this reality with grace. Certainly not at the death of others. Maybe that's idealist. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the world. I only remember this incarnation for now. As all the evidence I have suggests that it's the only one. But maybe, and I'm open to it, I'm willing to be taught. I was at the grave of Rudolph Valentino at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery tonight. And I also was infatuated with the idea of a man being swept up in his own dream. Even he, look up his most famous quote, even he knew that he was swept up in it like a wave. You start surfing it and in the beginning you're controlling your turns and it grows and grows before finally you realize that it's holding you and not the other way around. No matter what turn you make, ultimately it's going to make the decision that overwhelms and overcomes everything. That is what Halloween is about. It's about death. It's about coming to terms with your own eventual demise. You will die. But before then, you get to choose how you're remembered. That is basically what all this boils down to. It's not anything fancy, it's just how you're going to be remembered. You can be respected. I don't know if I will be. I'm doing my darndest here not to try to be respected, but just to offer a complete picture of what was inside, that glorious facade, that carapace, carrying that elegant man around. He was short, but my God, he was tall lying down. You do your own math. i must be being a silly goose. Ah, Three alarms means we have violated the sacred treaty three times to go to bed because we have obligations tomorrow. And I'll leave you with this. Believe me, I've recorded a good one here. This is just the intro. Thanks for joining me. I missed you, gang. I sound crazy and serious and domineering and overwhelming and stupid but I'm a man I'm a man trying to dump my mind onto a table and sift it in front of you because occasionally we'll find little remnants of gold it's not that I created them it's that I happen to be a conduit like a magnet, some kind of conduit for energy I did not choose this I did not want this But eventually you get beat over the head so many times with it, you decide to embrace it. And it makes you, and that is the epitome of crazy. The reason Jim Morrison is so deeply respected is because of the grace with which he walked into the fire. He understood that the path of wisdom. Or rather, the path of excess leads to the palace of wisdom there can be no other way why because it is only when our senses are removed that we can be exposed to our true nature it's been my experience here, experimenting in the psychedelic. So we really won't even understand our true nature until we're dead, and then we'll be looking back on it. But haven't you found it true that the only way to experience this life, or rather, the only way to understand it is by looking back? You can only experience it moving forward, and truly master it in your grace with which you move forward, but you can only understand it moving, looking back. That's our dichotomy. Moving forward, looking back. That's why we run into so much shit as a society. All right, enough pontification. Listen, not only is October 13th spooky, but we actually do lose incredible people all the time. I hate to be cliche and include Tom Petty in this, but... I've been thinking a lot about the people that died in the last couple of years. And I, I was close to some of them in a weird way. And I don't mean close personally. I just mean... Uh, I had some kind of weird link to them. So Prince, for example, the summer before Prince died, he died in the fall or maybe in the... I'm not sure actually when Prince died, but that same year, I was, he and I were dating the same person. And a lot of people hear me bring this up and they think I'm being some kind of weird braggart or I'm doing this to drop names. Hey, I'm fucking circulating among the glitterati of Hollywood. I'm fancy. That's that's not it at all. It's that my my brain is sort of having a hard time even grasping the fact that he and I were dating the same person, let alone uh, in the same kind of time period when he was immortalized. Now, it's not like I had some deep relationship with this woman. We had a very fleeting romance. But I I deeply respected her, and I thought it was pretty cool and beautiful, and she was actually the entire time wistful over a third gentleman who somehow reached her on a deep level. And so I I knew our paths were never ultimately together, and it, it ended up being classified as a tryst in my mind, probably. But a incredible one and when you realize you're circulating among the top of society i mean let's let's be honest prince probably could have picked from the top of society and when you realize that you're circulating in that pool regardless of your own accomplishments because you stumbled in there like some lucky dude who happened to be born good looking or i, I don't think that's my case i think it's a combination of wit and moderate looks, which occasionally border on devastating. They're not devastating all the time. Oh, you thought I was going to be completely self-deprecating? Well, think again. I've been drinking, and I already told you what other medicines I took. So I'm going to take a little a little stance here. That's right, I'm fucking fancy. But we both know I'm full of shit. And that's why it fucks with my head so much. I can barely grasp it. I can't reconcile it. I tell people, and there's a couple people who get it, and they're this, you know, they're there are other people who have similar stations. They're chasing some demented dream. oh Christ! I've yammered on like some grand mammer sewing a quilt for I don't know what has this been twenty minutes? Let's pay homage to the people who matter nobody cares about you maverick no one cares about you yet but like I tell everyone even if my personal experiences mean nothing to you they still serve to put little tick marks on your own personal ruler of life a little bit of perspective he's crazy I'm glad I'm not near those ticks. They go way out here. Maybe not. Rudolph Valentino certainly puts ticks way past me, trying to climb towards those. He mastered charisma the same way Marilyn Monroe did. There's a famous story, look it up, of her turning her charisma on in front of a photographer, photographer, that's the South, in front of a photographer in New York City. It's a famous story. She goes, you want to see him? Excuse me, you want to see her? And he goes, yeah, I want to see her. And she mussed her hair and took a stance, and all of a sudden, a crowd built up that the police had to escort them away from. That's real. That's the cultivation of energy. We don't even have a, a vernacular for this yet. We don't have a, a set of words to even discuss what that type of energy is. We can barely talk about it in hush whispers. Charisma's real. John Kennedy Practically a cripple when you actually study his personal physiology. Terrible in bed, actually, if you study all the women that he slept with and you listen to what they said about him. He was a terrible lover. It's unfortunate. He wasn't at all what we imagine that he was. He was kind of a young, spoiled frat boy running around trying to bang everything. But we remember him as this graceful, elegant man. And that's because he wasn't just some goat chewing on cans. There was a significant component. And just because his physiology couldn't live up to the energy that he built up and will remain in all of our psychology, it doesn't mean there's a gap in that reconciliation it just means that we don't even have the energy to express what that is there certainly were shortcomings he didn't polish his physical realm the same way he polished his presentation his family was actually a disaster if you look at him driving women off bridges come on but all families are that way all histories are that way the history of the world is a history of chaos and grace Remember that. That's what Halloween is here to remind you about. Now listen, I did kind of a dick thing here. I'm not going to actually play some Tom Petty for you. I'm going to play a cover. And there's a reason I did this. It's because when I was doing my due diligence for this podcast, my homework, I was going back through the files, I was looking for the perfect Tom Petty song to play for you. And I stumbled on one I recorded four years ago. Oh, you dirty swine. I will crush you like a bug, you swine. You are mine, and I have dominion over you, and you do not ask me when you snooze. I'm sorry that you had to see that. With your ears... So I'm giving you a, a cover song of Tom Petty, and the reason I'm doing it is because when I was, I was like, oh, fuck, this is four years old. I don't even remember recording it. And usually when I play music of any kind of my own, I, I do it like sort of curling up in this like, ah, I don't want to fucking hear this. I was actually pleasantly su- surprised. I am barely, I'll be honest with you, I am barely in my music career at 38 getting to the point where I feel comfortable sharing it with people. And that's one of the impetuses for starting this podcast. One of the inspirations was that I I finally realized that it was okay, even if my shit wasn't perfect, to just give it away to reality. And so here I get to preserve it forever. That's kind of cool. Even though it's falling in an ocean of podcasts that no one will ever hear, I put it out there so some alien species can discover it and I'll look like a retard to them. But regardless... This is one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. I'm gonna get rid of the wind now, and kind of prep you for it. This is one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. I had a deep respect for that man because his ability to be concise and deep with his lyrics at the same time, I believe is unprecedented. I think there's a, a real art to using simple words to convey a deep message. And that was the epitome of what Tom Petty did. He got in there and used very basic language, but he really could just tickle your soul. And, and if, he, if he never brought you to tears in a private moment, then I don't think we're on the same page. I want to explore what that is. Most people I know can identify with what I'm saying right now. And I'm interested in the ones who can't, because occasionally I can't. But I'm hypersensitive. I was raised by a woman. I'm a disaster. I'm basically a demon. Because of my hypersensitivity, I demand so much from others. My lovers, my friends. I I, want to send a heartfelt apology to them and a thanks for putting up with me. I dedicate this to you on Halloween, the eve of death, Friday the 13th, the eve of the inauspicious. We can turn all that around. You can see it as playful and fun. You can sit above it. Unless you're getting arrested that day. So do that. Sit above it in the meantime. Why wouldn't you? And regardless of all that nonsense, don't take this stuff too seriously. Go out and buy some Tom Petty. Support his estate. I'm not sure who it's benefiting, but it's a monkey. City. Sitting in a man built cave. Human. Woe man. All man. Amen. It's cool that man sounds like All men. Let's just go with that from now on. Built by Amen. God damn. We're going to lose all of them. Spend a remarkable amount of time trying to grasp this. I don't I don't know if everyone does that. I don't know if that's normal. When I play a cover song like this, when I really get into the music, you can feel even more... If, if you can feel what the artist is thinking when you listen to a song, I encourage you to pick up a musical instrument and then create that music. Because what you're doing is manipulating energy. We barely a vocabulary for this. This is the exact concept that my, well, my album, what the, the few tracks that I'm going to release at Christmas and, and share with you are going to be about. This, this manipulation of energy, this music is invisible, this thing. But if you think it's cool to listen to, learn an instrument. It will change your life because originally you'll learn it for some ego reason. And then later I learned it to pick up women. It's like all men play the guitar for they learn it to they they look, they, it's, they say that all men learn the guitar for women and then they discover it for themselves what that means is you you pick it up cuz you think it's going to impress people and get you laid that was absolutely why i did it and it was it looked really cool it, it, it just looked some, like something cool to do and then you actually get into it and somewhere along the line you fall in love with what it really is because music is incredible music is invisible it's it's the it's the manipulation of energy we can barely talk about what that even means we barely understand it it can move us to tears it can move us to fear to anger to hate It can make us crazy. There's even a bass line that was made illegal in North America because it could stop your heart. What? Music is powerful. And Tom Petty has always been able to reach right down to my soul. I suspect it's the same for a lot of people, and that's why he resonated with the consciousness. And now he's gone. He was young. There's no age for death. There's no age it's supposed to happen at. It happens at every age. And we go, oh, couldn't believe it was 27. Couldn't believe it was 33. Couldn't believe it was 44, or 58, or 67. You take away the numbers, what we're saying is, I, I just it's, I couldn't believe it. I just didn't think it was going to end. We can't grasp it for some reason. That's another podcast. But this is a celebration of death. And so let us celebrate some of our finest. You want to hear the original of this? It's available. One of the reasons I did this was because I was going through his songs. I was like, nah, that'd be too cliche to play. Too cliche. And then I heard that Coldplay did one of these in their most recent concert. Nice cover in homage. And I thought, you know what? I just stumbled on this. I didn't record it for this. I stumbled on it. I did this years ago when I was hurting. You can hear it in my voice. There's pain in there. Usually when I was playing his songs, it was songs like Crawling Back to You, or, um, which is what this is. This is Crawling Back to You by Tom Petty. It's about L.A. It's about what it means to crawl back to the city and beg for milk from the teat, and it's about doing the same thing with a woman you love or a person you love. Listen, this podcast comes across as a lot of things. People accuse me of being a meatitarian or a carnivore or whatever the fuck that is. This isn't about meat. The pepper for your steak thing is a metaphor. I'm not trying to exclude anyone. This isn't a religious thing. There literally is no affiliation with any ideology here. We're exploring all of it. I want everybody to come and feel better, because we can believe in something, and that's reality. We're just going to explore it, and that's going to be our church. I love you, gang. It's Friday the 13th. I'm so grateful I could be here. Thanks for listening to this, even if you think it's stupid. I don't know. there's, There's this... There's this thing I can't divest myself from. Why am I not worthy of my own appreciation? I think this is something we all need to work on. I know it is. Anyway, we're not going to do it here. No, listen, it, it it occurred to me that it would make more sense to bring this in if you had a little palate cleanser. I believe in a palate cleanser. ah. Every time you think I'm about to do something, it's like, oh, you just peeled the onion back, and we have to listen to this other bullshit before he gives it to us. No, listen, this is quick. You have to cleanse your palate psychologically before you move on to some things. You don't just roll into yoga after a pizza. You have to let it digest. Same thing's true psychologically. Oh, boom, yeah, that's right. Fucking A-bomb. Think about that. But do it outside, okay? Here you go. And then, there you go. Love you.
2: the side of the road for a day to break so we can go down into Los Angeles with worn out hands It was me and my sidekick. He was drunk and I was sick. We were caught up in a barroom fight till an Indian shot out the lights. I'm so tired of being tired, sure as night will turn to day. Most things I worry about never.
0: Maybe a short version of the song. Thanks for indulging me. Now that I think about it, I I wonder. I'm kind of compelled to play some real Tom Petty here. Maybe we should. It's so late. I have to drive to San Diego tomorrow. (laughs) This is the quandary. I'm putting in the time for you guys. It's fucking 3 a.m. I don't want to meddle. I don't want anything, actually. I just want to say thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to have gone to Rudolph Valentino's grave tonight. I'm thankful for my girlfriend and her support of my endeavors. I'm thankful for my friends I'm going to meet tomorrow, who I haven't seen in a long time. I'm thankful that I beat the 27 Club, because I didn't think I would. I'm thankful I beat the 33 Club, which is the Jesus Club. I don't know what other clubs I'm going to get to beat. Pun intended. <laughs> We're going to keep this one short. I have some other stuff I'm going to share with you. I had a lot of... My list was... They're always too long. We're going to keep this short. I, I, I'm i going to do another before Halloween. Halloween's coming up. We have some cool things i am I'm going to report on. There's a lot happening in the American cultural ethos. I don't mean to gloss over or even ignore our reality right now. Las Vegas just happened. That's the only details you need to know what I'm talking about. My heart goes out to all the people hurt and touched. I just... Trying to understand mental illness, trying to understand breaks in our paradigm is actually not productive. You're never going to understand them. It's like trying to understand entropy. The, the nature of them is that you can't understand them. You see? Just study history. It's going to be okay. It's nothing new. It's nothing old. This stuff's been going on since the beginning of time. People walk up and cause chaos, whether it's with a knife to someone's throat or a gun out of a 30-second story window. A lot of things don't add up. It's inconsequential. You should be prepared for chaos. I don't mean by storing cans of beans. I mean psychologically. I don't mean just shooters. I mean any changes in your paradigm that you're not ready for. I think it was, yeah, it was Carl Jung who said, anything which crosses your path, which you did not intend for, is God. The unknown. He was calling God entropy. The other side of the yang. The yin and the yang, the creation and the dis... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> Disassembly. Dissolving, dissolution, dismemberment. They all mean taking apart. There's the putting together energy and the taking apart energy. And you get to choose which one you're a part of. I encourage the putting together energy. It'll really your soul wants you to be part of that energy. Let's be honest. Tom Petty put together songs. And then he left us. That's how it goes. These buttons, these switches. I'm so grateful you you checked in with me. We're going to have another one coming up. It's going to be good. We're going to the Magic Castle. We're going to go to an intense rave. We're going to church, people. I can't tell you where yet, but it's going to be incredible. We're dressing up for Halloween. We're dressing up like our imaginations would have us. We're taking things out of the ether and making them real. I'm putting in serious hours in the shop working on my costume. Not out of obligation, it's out of worship. That's what love is. Love is a kind of worship. The best kind. Because it doesn't feel like work. When you find your dream job, that's another kind of worship. You're worshiping that avenue, that street, that vein. That teat where the milk comes from. And I do feel a little bit like I promised you a bunch and now I'm running out. So I'll leave you with this. It's pretty cool. It's something I never intended to release. It's kind of dark. A little electronic music for you. I'm working on this track for an album about a Yeti. An album. A movie. I'm working on this script. And, and I remixed it, and I threw some stuff over it. So you can hear the, the, the main track in the background, but it's been bastardized here. It's been adjusted. Just like you're going to be when you put your costume on. It's dressed up. It's something a little different for now, but you can still see the person in there. That's the best costume. Where the lines are blurred between who you are and what the costume is. Think about that. Create a good one. Do something special. It's worth it. What else do you celebrate? What's going on here? Here's a big secret. I'm not sure why we celebrate Halloween, and neither is anybody else. A lot of people tell you that's a pagan harvest festival, and it's associated with the straw man that became Burning Man and all this stuff. I heard through a secret society, it was a celebration of life after the floodwaters of the Noah tale receded when the world was flooded. So historically, after I pieced this whole thing together, what I think maybe happened was a meteor impacted the earth and caused a great flood, melting of huge plates of ice right after the Ice Age. Go ask Randall Carlson about this, or Graham Hancock. I think the world flooded because of a meteor impact, and, and that was the Great Flood. Those things don't happen instantly on the other side of the planet. So maybe some dude built a raft, threw a bunch of animals on there, saved the world. Who knows? Maybe he had a premonition. Crazy things like that actually happen. It's a nuanced place we're in, people... Halloween is just about paying homage to the chaos. To the part you can't control. So dance around and at least nod your head. Or take a deep breath and think about it. Is this coming for you? I love you. Sweet dreams. Sorry to leave you like this. Very soon there'll be a Halloween one coming up. I love you. And again, the wind.